Welcome to Planet Classroom. I am Orb. Join me as your virtual guide on a journey of global learning called Planet Classroom. You will hear stories from artists, musicians, dancers, technologists, game makers, filmmakers, innovators, and creators of all kinds from around the world. It's time to engage our imaginations, share our ideas, and explore solutions for a brighter future for all. Our planet is a classroom where learning together brings us together. The future belongs to young people. Youth climate activists are recognized for their leadership in global warming and their willingness to take action locally, nationally and internationally towards environmental conservation. Net Zero is the acclaimed series in which youth leaders from the Protect Our Planet movement in association with Planet Classroom track the progress being made by international leaders to tackle the climate crisis. Today on Planet Classroom, we are delighted to showcase four hosts, Jerome Peyre Aberholzer, Wen Tien, Prachi Shigalka and Philo Magdalene from the Net Zero video series to discuss where the world stands in the race to Net Zero. Net Zero's Philo Magdalene interviewed climate activist Sophia Kiani, the founder and executive director of Climate Cardinals, a youth-led nonprofit that sources and translates important climate resources into over 100 languages. Sophia is a member of the United Nations Youth Advisory Group on Climate Change. Climate change impacts are increasing in frequency and intensity, and we have a rapidly closing window of opportunity to avoid and mitigate their catastrophic impacts. Over the years, like the fossil fuel industry has contributed to how global warming has gradually gotten worse. I chose to interview Sophia Kiani because she recognized the obvious language barrier in climate change communication that has largely been ignored. I wanted to make institutions like the United Nations and other large grassroots climate organizations aware of the fact that their information should be available in languages other than English. And so I hope that through my work that they put more effort fundraising uh, behind translation efforts. There were some hard-hitting facts about language accessibility at the global level that Sophia shed light on. For example, the six UN languages account for less than half the world's speaking population. Some of the world's largest research reports, like the IPCC's assessment reports, are only available in the UN languages. 75% of the world doesn't speak English, but 80% of scientific literature is only available in English. We just generally learned that there was an issue of language accessibility, specifically as it pertained to climate, and I wanted to make a difference to make sure that as many people as possible could access crucial climate resources. My main takeaways from my conversation with Sophia is that we need to mobilize advocacy efforts to push institutions and governments to step up their climate communication strategies and ground it in inclusivity and accessibility. The youth can especially play an impactful role through their engagement at the grassroots level and community mobilization. I think that uh, doing what I did, like joining a grassroots climate organization, starting a grassroots climate organization, um, participating in climate protests, these are all great ways to uh, participate in efforts that I think will mobilize the public and gradually make policymakers aware of the fact that people care about climate change and that they should take tangible action. We also learned that ensuring the availability of knowledge and resources in different languages and enabling people across the world to access and engage with the information 
plays a critical role in empowering communities and upholding climate justice. I think that uh, generally we just want to continue to make sure that everyone everywhere has access to basic climate education um, and that we believe that together we can make a greater difference so we need to mobilize as many people as possible to make a difference. Sophia emphasizes that a contextualized environmental curricula informs people about their immediate impacts on climate and gives them a role to play to protect their environment and advocate for their community. I think the climate education will play a huge role in um, mobilizing people to take action on the climate crisis, specifically giving people information about how they can make a difference, like voting, um, actions they can take to be more sustainable. And so I think that education is one of the largest paths that we can take towards mobilizing the public. Um, and it's the avenue that I've chosen to create change. Thank you, Philo, for your perspectives on your interview with Sophia Kiani. The challenges faced by the world's nations to replace fossil fuels that are damaging our environment with renewable energy and technology alternatives range from political pressures, to supply and demand, to cost. Net Zero's Prachi Shigalka, a climate entrepreneur and the founder of Cool the Globe interviewed Sam Fankhauser, a professor of climate change economics and policy at the University of Oxford, where he is affiliated with the Smith School of Enterprise and the Environment. As a young student, I took up a quest to reduce my personal emissions by 10% every year. So I started looking for resources on how I could achieve this. That's when I came across the Oxford Net Zero Initiative. I realized soon that numbers were important. If I wanted to continue on this journey of climate action, I needed to be able to measure it. From this idea, I started building an app to help citizens reduce their greenhouse gas emissions to a target. I started this app from my dorm room as a young student and today Cool the Globe app has mobilized over 4 million citizens from around the world. We have 35,000 users from 110 countries who've collectively saved 2 million kg of greenhouse gas emissions by integrating climate action in their day-to-day -day life. I have worked on climate change in, in sort of various forms, not only in academia but in, in, in international development in the private sector for since 1990, so that gives you 30 plus years. I had known about Dr. Samuel Frankhauser as the founder of the Net Zero Initiative at Oxford. He has been at the forefront of tracking where the world is headed in achieving Net Zero. When I began this journey, I would have never imagined getting an opportunity to speak to him, which is why I was extremely honored when he agreed to do the interview with us. As I said, I've done climate change for 30 years and we sort of wondered for 27 or 28 of those 30 years, how on earth does one get that message across? And, and young people have got that message across. It's been powerful. Professor Sam is a global expert in many of the complex technical issues around climate policies, financing, supply storage and many more. I was enriched with his insights. But what surprised me the most was that time and again, he spoke about collective action, why we all have to be a part of the solution. A lot of countries have, have committed to net zero target. It's 80% uh, of carbon emissions and, and almost the same uh, percent of GDP and people are subject to a net zero target. If all those commitments were implemented, as it says on the tin, it would give us something just under two degrees warming by, by the end of the century. I think my main takeaways from the interview with Professor Sam is that we have a long and difficult journey ahead to reach net zero greenhouse gas emissions by 2050. 
and we can only reach this goal with collective efforts from every fabric of society. Where, where I am now is we, we can't afford to throw away solutions. Climate change is so urgent, uh, so important that we have to throw everything at the problem we have. He states that the time has now come to make tough, at times even risky decisions and look at things differently. Most of economic activity that, that, that we're engaged in somehow at one level has to, has to change. He began and ended our interview by speaking about hope. His case for hope and optimism in a tough situation was my biggest takeaway from our interaction. One of the most sort of beautiful, rewarding trends of the last two, three years is uh, young people taking charge of this agenda and really shaping it and changing it. Thank you, Prachi, for your perspectives on your interview with Sam Fankhauser. Polar Hub researchers are trying to understand how quickly human-caused climate change will cause glaciers in the Himalayan region to retreat and disappear altogether. Net Zero's climate activist Wen Tian interviewed Hu Zhaojiao, a female explorer and Chinese representative of the Access Water Expedition and Education Program and the founder of Polar Hubs. known and participated in event with Jiaojiao for more than four years. She has made great achievements including the pilot hub, the program of preserving ice core. She has demonstrated to me the power of caring for the environment and taking actions. She has a real connection with our planet Earth. I think those are the characteristics that inspired me. Uh, 我和我的团队就是来自各个大洲的女性，叫做Access Water，然后我们一起漂流了印度的恒河，呃，从它的入海，呃，从它的源头到入海口，呃，一共漂了大概六十天的时间。In 2015, our team of female explorers from all continents had a project called Access Water. We floated together on the Ganges River in India. From its entry into the sea, from its source to its estuary, we drifted for about 60 days. I think my most important takeaways from this interview is that Jaja definitely revealed one of the most charming parts of Mother Nature to us, giving us the chance to understand and get to know glaciers. Uh,尤其是这个消融的这个状况,已经远远超过了我们对它的认知以及科学家对它的认知。但是呢,很多人他并不了解这样的一个情况。所以我们就希望通过我们自己的探险,能够让更多的人知道自然发生了什么变化,
In this interview, we get to know her as a mother and as a friend.我作为妈妈，我在追求什么？然后我，我作为妈妈，我在追求什么？但这，我觉得大自然已经给了我们答案，就是我们希望有一个更好的未来，一个更可持续发展的一个未来。他们长大之后，我觉得我更希望他们看
countries were already very high and were accumulating in the atmosphere. I think that one takeaway from my interview is that when you want to achieve something, you need to be patient and you need to be willing to put in a lot of dedication and time. Things are not moving very well. Energy policies at the moment in Mexico are not the right ones. They are not supporting renewable energies. They are supporting fossil fuels. But that's why uh, we will have to work together in a constructive way to persuade and to help the government and everybody so that we all join our forces to start advancing much more quickly in Mexico in reducing our emissions. Another takeaway is that you can know a lot of things and with that you can have success. However, when you listen to other people's opinions and discover what they know, you are going to learn more and this will help you succeed even more in what you want or do. And one of the most wonderful things I have seen in this international landscape is the emergence of, of these wonderful organizations like POP, the POP movement. And I'm, that's why I'm so excited to have a chance, a privilege to interact with you guys and to, to learn from you. And hopefully, if I can, in a modest way, to, to support your movement and to, to try to help your movement as well. I think my final takeaway would be that we must support the environment. If everyone can develop good and healthy habits, our environment will get better. We should keep a close tracking of the actions, the policies, the realities, not the discourses, not the speeches. That is not useful for the planet. We must track and we must report. So let's all work hard to encourage Mexico to go the right path, to use renewables and to stop using fossil fuels. Thank you, Jerome, for your perspectives on your interview with Adrian Fernandez. We certainly shared a lot of great insights on the race to net zero with you today. Thank you to all our net zero climate activists, Jerome, Wen, Prachi, and Philo. And thank you to the creators of the Net Zero video series, the Protect Our Planet movement and Planet Classroom. That's all my human friends for this week. I leave you with a reminder to explore your world, express yourself, discover, create, and use your imagination. Until next time, be kind, be curious, and thank you for listening. Goodbye.